ladies and gentlemen, don't touch that dial because this is the Dial Podcast bringing you the very latest and greatest in the world of sports, entertainment, tech, media, news, all of that. May have noticed not a very fancy intro this week. Maybe for the foreseeable future, we'll have, have to see. Uh, I like, I mean, this kind of broken down format is nice. It's not by choice at the moment because uh, some technical difficulties have forced me to go the simplistic route uh, today. It is Monday, the 25th of January, and we have had the two conference championship matches in the National Football League as of yesterday, and neither of them went as I predicted, so we're going to have to break some of that down, and we're going to just jump right into it. Um, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Uh, so Tampa Bay won 31-26. to Um it is my opinion they should not have won the game. Um, Brady was intercepted three times in the fourth quarter um, on three consecutive drives, uh, twice by the same uh, defender, and just some careless throws. Um, Green Bay's defense should have allowed them to drive down the field and come back and win the game. But nonetheless, both teams only scored three points in the, in the fourth quarter. Um, and in the second half, Green Bay actually outscored Tampa Bay, believe it or not. Um, Green Bay was just, uh, you know, quarter late and a touchdown short, I guess you could say. Um the closest Green Bay got in the fourth quarter was about their own, or was about the Tampa Bay thirty. Oh my! I need to do some some uh, tech things here. Here we go. Let's fix that. There we go. Um, the closest that Green Bay got was uh, was the Tampa Bay thirty on in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think it was a fourth and five sort of feel that they had um let's see if i can find let's go to us go to the scoring drives here um it was a 26 yard field goal um that they started on their own 34 after an interception and so they would have had to get down to about the somewhere between i don't know football math some somewhere between the the 10 and the 20 um, but I mean, sorry for the noise in my house at the moment. Um, that they didn't give they didn't give Aaron Rodgers the ball. Um, that was the best drive of the quarter. Was that last drive for Green Bay? Uh, during which they had they settled for a field goal. Um, but I think the there the a bun, a couple mistakes were made by Green Bay during the end of the game is they did they didn't trust Aaron Rodgers with the ball uh on the fourth down and you know that was kind of their only scenario by which to get close right now they were down by eight uh before kicking the field goal and so obviously the only way to kind of have come back from that would have been to uh score a touchdown and get two points get a two-point conversion after the fact um, but I was even so I was surprised that they didn't that it wasn't fully fourth down territory for them and they just 
side of the settle for the field goal, which allowed Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to get another drive with over two minutes left. Um, and they, on a third down, it was an incomplete pass, uh, but Green Bay, uh, they suffered a penalty. There was a pass interference, a, a defensive pass interference on third down, and uh, that's ultimately what might have cost them the game because Green Bay was not in a position, or pardon me, Tampa Bay was not in a position on that drive where they could have uh, kicked a field goal to seal the game or scored a touchdown easily. Um, they probably would have gone for it on fourth down, let's be honest, but uh, it was, they. you know, they were not in Green Bay territory. Um, and that defensive pass interference kind of sealed the game. But again, we'll go over the stats like we always do, starting for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers was great. Um, you know, obviously you can talk about some mistakes in the fourth quarter about trying to maybe be a hero, but he was 33-48. He threw for four, 346 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Um, how about Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Only caught the ball four times, but they was good for 115 yards and a touchdown. Um, Devontae Adams caught it nine times for 67 yards and a touchdown. The other reset where the other receiving touchdown was courtesy of Robert Tanyan, who had four catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. Um, the running game was split three ways between Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and AJ Dillon. Um, only a total of 67 yards rushing for Green Bay. Um, Tampa Bay wasn't much better. They only had 76. And Green Bay actually had more total yards, but that's only because the passing game. Um, and looking at Tampa now, Tom Brady was 20 of 36. 280 yards... Uh, three touchdowns, but three picks, and all those three were on consecutive drives. Um, so, like I said, man, the Green Bay lost the game because the offense did not capitalize on what the defense provided them on a silver platter. Um, Chris Godwin had five catches for 110 yards. Mike Evans, three catches for 51 yards. Mike Evans was targeted eight times. Um and so you probably would have liked to see, as a Tampa Bay fan, something a little more worthwhile there that, you know, the Brady-Mike Evans connection. But the, the Godwin-Brady connection was clicking. Um, in fact, there's only one person uh, receiving for Tampa Bay who, who had a perfect, uh, com, you know, perfect catch rating. That was Rob Gronkowski, who caught one pass. Was only targeted one time. They they didn't they just didn't use Gronk at all. Um, caught one pass for twenty nine yards. Um, and it was actually that pass that uh, I would even say kind of sealed the game because it put him in field goal position. They were able to kick a field goal with about five minutes left, and then Green Bay kicked a field goal the following drive. Um, that just wasn't enough. Um, again, just that Green Bay had it in time of possession. They did by nine minutes. 
Uh, Tampa Bay was better on third down, but both teams were over 50%. Uh, what killed Green Bay was the, the offensive line allowed five sacks. Um, they also lost a fumble. Um, they didn't have a lot of rushing yards, but the, the time of possession was there. The third down efficiency was there. The defense was there. Just the offense wasn't full cap. Uh, the Green Bay Buffalo game. Uh, pardon me. The I'm discombobulated as heck right now. Uh, the Kansas City Buffalo game. My computer will load here. Um, Kansas City thirty-eight, Buffalo twenty-four. Um, Josh Allen threw the ball a lot. He threw the ball forty-eight times. Um, he only completed it 28 of those times. He threw, threw t- two touchdowns and an inter- interception. He was also the team's leading rusher. Seven carries for 88 yards. Just there was no rushing game. That's the big difference between these two teams. You have two very good quarterbacks, but the rushing for Buffalo is all Josh Allen. Um, and it would Devin Singletary carried the ball six times for 17 total yards. Average of just under three per carry. And so it would behoove them most definitely uh, to invest in some running in the offseason, whether that comes in the form of uh, the draft, which let's see where Buffalo falls in the draft this year. Um Jaguars obviously have the first pick. Um, Buffalo doesn't get a pick until 30. Um, And they actually didn't get a first-round pick last year because they traded their first-round pick uh, to I think Minnesota for Stephon Diggs, which proved has proved to be a very worthwhile decision. Um, and all their f- past four first round picks uh, are are core starters on their team now, including Josh Allen, and so they have the. The, the third to last pick in the first round. And so it would probably behoove them to either invest in some some ground talent or trade trade that pick to a team looking for another first round pick um, that is looking to to cash in. Um, but back to the stat line. Um, Stephon, speaking of Stefan Diggs, this seems to be this seemed to be the only game all season where the, the connection wasn't there. Um, only caught it six times, was targeted eleven times, and his catches were only good for seventy-seven yards. He did not score a touchdown. Um, in fact, the only two receiving touchdowns were courtesy of Dawson Knox and Isaiah McKenzie. Um, Gabe Davis, just as a side note, who is the University of Central Florida grad, um, was targeted three times, had no catches. 
Um, going to the Chiefs, story's a bit different. Um, Mahomes only threw the ball one more time. Or pardon me, Mahomes had one more completed pass than Josh Allen. He was he had twenty nine completed passes out of thirty eight attempts. He was much more efficient because he had three hundred twenty five yards passing, threw for three touchdowns and no interceptions. Um, Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards Hilaire each had a rushing touchdown. Travis Kelsey had two receiving touchdowns. He also caught the ball 13 times for 118 total yards. Tyreek Hill, nine catches, 172 yards. So between those two guys, the Kansas City offense was clicking. Um, Kansas City had more total yards, 439 and 363. They had an interception. They sacked Josh Allen four times. They were much better on third down, 60% on third down compared to Buffalo 35. Uh, and their time of possession was better by about three minutes. So I did not, ex- I expected it was just one of these two games were, 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 were obviously could have gone either way, right? I did not expect Kansas City to win so, so handedly and I did not expect the Green Bay offense to choke so valiantly um but nonetheless in the Super Bowl we will have Kansas City and Tampa Bay and it will be the first time that a home te- that a team playing in the Super Bowl will play the Super Bowl in their home stadium that is something else um the tail of the tape will be Mahomes and Brady. Um, and I want to spend the rest of the rest of the time on this this Monday edition. Um, and real quick before we do that, uh, if you have questions or comments for us, you can send an email to at the dial podcast at gmail dot com. That is a s k t h e d i a l p o d c a s t at gmail.com ask the dial podcast at gmail.com also follow me on instagram at the creative jp and send me a dm as well doors are closing in my house that's exciting um okay and also you can find this episode of the podcast and all the other episodes on anchor.fm again see my instagram at the creative jp for the links to those uh anchor.fm spotify apple podcast apple podcast apple podcasts and google podcasts among others anywhere you find your podcasts um so let's compare okay so we have patrick mahomes total passing yards 2020 4740 8.1 yards per attempt. Total completion percentage of 663. So that's about say 66%. 390 completions on 588 attempts. 38 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. A season pass rating of 108.2. What is this stat right here? 
was this first down completions? Is that what that is? I think that's what that is, right? Must be. And then back to passing yards. Um, it was sacked only 22 times. Um, which, if we look at the stats, is third best. Um, only Tom Brady and Tua Tagovailoa were sacked fewer times, but Tua um, was actually sacked 20 times um, in fewer games than Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. So, um, technically, when it comes to a full season of play, Mahomes and Brady are the two best uh, in terms of not being sacked. Um, which obviously means their offensive lines are, are, are working well. They are mobile enough to scramble if they have to. Um, that's Mahomes. Brady, very comparable numbers. 4,633 yards, 7.6 yards per attempt, uh, um, season completion percentage of 65.7%. That's 401 completions on 610 attempts. So more attempts, but uh, more completions. And it actually balances out pretty well because we're looking at uh, about 20, 22 more completions, 22, pardon me, 22 more attempts than Mahomes, um, but 11 more completions. And that's why his percentage is just below Mahomes. Um, He's thrown 40 touchdowns, but also 12 interceptions. So two more touchdowns in Mahomes, but six more interceptions in Mahomes. His passer rating is just a bit lower at 102.2. Um, and he has just a couple fewer first down completions at 233. Um, and he was also sacked one less time than Mahomes. Um, his longest throw was 50 yards. Longest completion was 50 yards. Mahomes's was 75. That was his that was Mahomes' longest completion. Um does that speak to Tom Brady's age? Possibly. I mean, it's impressive nonetheless. Notwithstanding, it's impressive that a guy who's basically 43 years old can throw the ball 50 yards. Um you know, that's that's impressive enough, but I don't really know what to call this. This I don't know how to call this upcoming game. I really don't. I I actually might hold my prediction until this upcoming Monday or even this upcoming Saturday. Not Saturday this week, but Saturday the following week, the day before the Super Bowl. Um, because I really don't know. I really don't know. This is this this is going to be a game that could go either way. It will not surprise me if it goes into overtime. It will not surprise me if both teams score over thirty five. It would also not surprise me if both teams score under 30. That's if both defenses play really well. But these are two really, really good quarterbacks who've thrown for over 4,600 yards, have at least a 7.6 yards per attempt rating, uh, average, and at least a 102.2 QBR. And at least a 65% completion percentage. And are at least 38% on third down. 
and have been sacked the two fewest times of any quarterback who played the whole season. I do think it's going to be a show between these two guys. And I think it will very largely depend on how fast-paced the game is. Um, Can these teams establish the running game enough to have these big play-action throws? I really don't know how this is going to go. I really don't. It's going to be a great game. I think, I think anyway. Um, if it's not, if it doesn't end up being a great game, uh, <laughs> I, I really don't know what to tell you. Because with these two guys, with these two guys, it should. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that it should be a fantastic game with these two guys. Um, I mean, anything can happen, I guess. But. I, again, it's not going to surprise me if both teams score over 35. It's not going to surprise me if there's like one punt per team. It's not going to surprise me if the game goes in overtime. None of that's going to surprise me because these two guys are really good. It's just Tom Brady. Tom Brady is 43, and Mahomes is what, 25? 25. Mahomes is going to be the new Brady. Um if Mahomes wins, I mean, obviously he's got one Super Bowl under his belt already, and he's already been the league MVP. If Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, in my mind, the torch will be officially passed. And Brady could play another season. He could play two more. He could play three more. But in my mind, the glory days for Brady are over. Would it be cool for Brady to win again? Yeah. Would it be cool for him to win potentially in the last season that he plays, even if it's not this year? Yeah. But if Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, the torch has passed. And the new era of the NFL has begun with guys under center like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Tua Tagovailoa, Kyler Murray, and the like. It's their game. If Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, it's their game now. And guys like Brady, guys like Breeze, even guys like Aaron Rodgers in the next couple years. And Rodgers has, has got some years left. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is... 37. And he's still got time left. But he's kind of that strange, like, in-between generation between, like, Tom Brady and Josh Allen and, and Mahomes. Um, but, yeah, I can't say that enough. If the Chiefs win, it's, it's the new era. I mean, just look, look. Just look at Justin Herbert, who might win Rookie of the Year. 4,300 passing yards. 66% completion percentage, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, a QBR just under 100. Josh Allen, 4,500 yards, almost 8 yards per attempt, 69% completion percentage. Nice. 
37 touchdowns on 10 interceptions. 107.2 passer rating. Kyler Murray, just under 4,000 yards on the season. 7.1 yards per attempt. 67% completion percentage. 94.3 passer rating on the season. 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Baker Mayfield, 3,500 yards passing. 7.3 yards per attempt. 62% completion percentage. 95.9 QBR. I want to look at Tua. Where's Tua at? Tua's not here at the moment. Where is he at? Tua didn't play the whole season. Uh, how many games did he play? He played. Come on, please load. Tua played 10 games. This season. In those 10 games. Pardon me. In those 10 games, he, he threw for 1,800 yards. So you extrapolate that for seven more games. Uh, call that 3,200 yards because if you extrapolate that over 20 games, that's 3,600-ish, 3,900-ish, 30, math, please, 3,600-ish. Yeah, 3,600-ish. So leave some leave some room for errors. We'll call it 32, 3,300 yards. So if you played the whole season, you would have had over 3,000 yards passing. 64% completion percentage. 11 touchdowns and 5 interceptions in those 10 games. So again, you extrapolate that out. And that's 17 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So not definitely kind of the... Not the best of the younger bunch, but even Tua, man, even Tua, it's it is it is it is new times, man. It is a changing game, a very much so a changing game. Um, yeah, but again, with this upcoming game. Two weeks from yesterday, I really don't know how to call it. This is interesting, though. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson just for a second. This is a guy who has 4,823 passing yards, almost nine yards per attempt. The second best... Um, The second best completion percentage. Uh, oh, come on. Please load. Come on. Second best completion percentage, or third best anyway. The third best completion percentage uh, of guys who played the full season. 
Um, 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. The highest passer rating of any quarterback in the league, except for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and if you take a look at the team he plays for, the Houston Texans, they finished third in the AFC South with four wins and 12 losses. Mm. And this man still had the second best passer rating and the second or third best completion percentage in the entire league. And his team had a losing record. The third worst team in the entire NFL. And Deshaun Watson still, still managed to be within the top five of quarterbacks in the entire league. So there's a lot of news circulating that he wants to trade, that he could go to the Jets, he could go to Miami in exchange for Tua going to the Texans. He could go to, uh, where's the other place? Is uh I've heard rumors he'd fit well in New England because Cam Newton's probably not going to be back in New England next year. It is just unfathomable that a team can go four and twelve with their quarterback being the top one of the top five in terms of yards, QBR, completion percent. It's just it is just it boggles the mind. Deshaun is very good. He might be, except for Mahomes. He might be the best of the younger quarterbacks in the league. In fact, how old is Deshaun? Can't be that much older than Mahomes, right? He's the same age. He's the same age as Mahomes. He's 25. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Already in his career, he's thrown for almost 15,000 yards. Uh so far in the career, a completion percentage of 67.8. In just 54 games. 104 touchdowns. Mm-mm. Man. There are two quarterbacks I'm very curious to see moving forward that were not in the playoffs this year. Um, regarding what their fates will be. One of them is Deshaun. The other one is Matthew Stafford uh, because it's rumored that he is expected to part ways um, with the Lions in the offseason. This is a guy who's 32 who's got quite a bit of playing time left if he stays healthy. I mean, obviously, if Tom Brady is in the, in any indication of what is possible as a quarterback, then psh, Matt Stafford could play for 20, for 10 more years as far as that goes. He's been playing since 2009. Um, 45,000 career passing yards. A career... Uh, a career completion percentage of just over 62%. This guy's good. This guy's very, very good. 
Um, he's had how many elite seasons? He had one season, 2011, where he threw for over 5,000 yards. In 2012, he almost repeated the feat. 2013, 4,600 yards. 2014, 4,200. 4,200 again in 2015. 4,300, 2016. 4,400, 2017. Dropped in 2018 at 3,700. Still had a completion percentage of 66%. In 2019, you know, 2,500, still at a 64% uh, completion percentage, but only played half the season. And then uh, this year, over 4,000 yards and 64% completion percentage. So no wonder he wants to part ways with the Lions and, and end up somewhere else. It's all about the coaching, man. You can have a great quarterback, but if your coach is... Uh, Here's, a, here's, here's an article right here. The Matthew Stafford area in Detroit appears to be coming to an end. This is on the NFL.com website. Uh, he was the number one overall pick in the 2009 NFL draft. He spent his entire 12-year career in Detroit. Set franchise records uh, with 45,109 career passing yards and 282 career touchdown passive passes making just three playoff appearances without a win. He does get injured a bit. Um, he has two years left on his current contract and $43 million left to pay, which is a bargain, according to the article, for a quarterback who is still playing at a high level. Any number of teams would be would and should be interested, but it seems like the Broncos, Colts, Panthers, Patriots, Saints, because Drew Brees is retiring, and the Washington football team, the team with no name, um, they are the ones entering this upcoming season with significant uh, vacancies. And Broncos do have Drew Locke, but he's not at the same level, obviously. Phillip Rivers uh, is retiring. He played for the Colts this past year. So they have Jacoby Brissett, as far as I'm aware. The Panthers have Kyle Allen, but that is, I don't know. Patriots, uncertain because uh, Cam Newton's leaving. Obviously, if you go to New England, you'll be in relatively good hands because you have Bill Belichick. And then Matt Patricia was the coach in Detroit for a while, and he is uh, – on the Patriots staff again, having been on the Patriots staff before. Saints, obviously, Drew Brees is retiring. And then Washington, um, their question is obviously Alex Smith. Uh, even though he had this great comeback story uh, and played really well this year, you know, as well as you can if you play for Washington, right? Um, if you play for a nameless team. Um he does. He's not going to play forever. So, a lot of questions for a lot of teams. But then other teams who are kind of semi semi competent with their quarterback positions at the moment, but could benefit from having Matthew Stafford. Um, but it definitely does appear that Stafford could get traded. Um, he's requested the trade. The new Lions GM has been quoted as saying, my job is to reevaluate the entire roster, or to evaluate, not reevaluate, to evaluate the entire roster. Um, 
there's questions about a lot of pretty good quarterbacks in the league right now, and so we'll just have to see what happens. Um, again, norm- like I said, normally I would predict the scores for the upcoming week, but again, seeing as how the Super Bowl is not this Sunday, but it's the following Sunday, and I just don't know how to say it's going to go. I'm going to have to read up some more and listen to some stuff because I really don't know. Um, I am going to hold my prediction until next week, next Monday at the earliest. So a week from today at the earliest, maybe not even till the Saturday show. That wraps it up for me. That's about it. This has been The Dial, the very latest and greatest of the world of sports, entertainment, technology, and so much more. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can send an email to ask the dial podcast at gmail.com. That is A-S-K-T-H-E-D-I-A-L-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram. Actually, I recommend you do both. You can follow me on Instagram at the Creative JP. And you can find the link to the podcast homepage on anchor.fm there in the link in my bio. You can also find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you may not touch that dial because the Monday edition of the dial is done. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.